two senseis and a casual. I was ready for you to hit that button. I already hit it, man. You bullshit, see, bro. I, I'm used to a countdown. I remember there being a countdown somewhere. No, and... you see a countdown if I, if I got to do it, you you see it. it. It was rolling for you. <laughs> well, then let's get hype, baby. Let's, uh, I kinda, I'm kind of hype after this fight last night. I kind of want to suck a motherfucker. <laughs> you want to start with the fight? What y'all think? <laughs> I, I thought that was electric last night. Like, pure dominance, baby. Yeah. That was... I don't watch a lot of boxing, and I know this one was hyped up a ton. Surprisingly, a lot of people didn't know about it still. But man, that was a that was a work of art last night from from yeah. Bud. That was incredible. For sure, Drew. I would like to ask you who you hang around because I don't know nobody <laughs> that know about this fight. This fight, the whites, off, the whites. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, boxing is back. Also, uh, Bud Crawford is a legend. He's um, him, if you want to say that. He's yeah. definitely him. I wish I knew some stuff about him before this fight so I could place the bet. I didn't know he taped his own hands. I think that it sounds like nothing, but I've never seen that before. Like, he's getting interviewed and taping his own hands. I'm like, yeah, this dude, he, he's just on another level. Um, At the age of 35, he's the first male fighter to go undisputed in two weight classes. 8-0 with eight KOs at welterweight, and he's had 11 straight stoppages, second only to... Some dude named Berta Beave, something like that. Hmm. I mean, and Errol Spence is a great fighter. Yeah. Um, Could he tell? Bud made it look so easy yesterday. Listen, listen, I listen, I disrespect Spence. Like I I still respect him because even throughout the whole fight, he he still kept like stepping forward. He was a man. He was a man. Yeah, like so and you could he could take a punch. Like he got knocked out on a TKO, Mm -hmm. but he ain't get knocked out. Like so like he can take right. a punch. I just think his his trainer, like I don't know if y'all watched it throughout the whole thing, but you know they go mm-hmm. do the trainer corners. His trainer was ass. He wasn't giving him no game plan. Like you, like it. And Bud Corner was telling him exactly what to do, and Bud was executing. The one that thing shit. I noticed about that Gerard is is his corner. He just kept saying, "Just keep your composure. You know, right. don't get pushed back." I'm like, "No shit!" Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like, it's funny too because I like I still don't know shit about boxing. Revert to our old episode. Great plug <laughs> right there. Uh, but from what I saw, he from what the announcer said, he had like such reach and whatever. He was like known for pushing people back and pushing right. people in the corners. Yeah. He was getting pushed back from round two. Like he was getting yeah. dominated, and they kept saying Bud's a great counter counter puncher. Right, Bud's exactly. Playing a lot of offense too, and that's that's yeah. my point. That's my point. It like if they're you hear the announcer saying that's Bud's uh, game per se. Mm-hmm. Like he's a great counter puncher. He has a lot of power, and Spence is really aggressive. Like you, that's why I give him credit. Like he's aggressive. He's going to bring the fight to you. Spence just doesn't have defense. He's not very good defensively. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're missing these punches when you're constantly going or it's not putting enough power and Bud is countering and beating your ass, yeah. like, you got to switch something up. Something has to change. Like, so that's why I base it's it on crazy, the trainer. because it's not even just a counter one punch. It's a counter combo. Counter combo, is... right, yes. Whew, absolutely. Boy. 
That was that was very <laughs> fun to watch last night. Yeah. I very entertained. So I watched that fight. Also early in the week, I watched uh, Naoya. Uh, oh in, yeah, in a way, yeah. I heard um, about that. Yeah. So one thing that stood out in both these fights is both these guys aren't massive guys by any means, but between him and Bud, they're just sheer power. Like we, you hear about it with Devontae Davis and being called Tank, but like these guys were throwing jabs, and and the thing with Bud, like you can spar all you want, but like when you get in that ring and a guy like Bud is throwing jabs and it's making you bounce back, like. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just gonna get ugly from there. And Spence is known for his jab, but mm-hmm. but you could hear him after the fight say, "Yeah, we prepared for that." And yeah. his counter was instead of throwing a snapback jab, he was throwing some power into his jab. Yeah. So yeah. like you were saying, Gerard, usually Spence is on the attack, but this whole fight he had to he had he was in a position he wasn't comfortable with. He was mm-hmm. he wasn't the aggressor. You know, he he wasn't able to take the fight to Bud because Bud it didn't matter. Like he never, Bud didn't look like he was in a fight after the fight. No. Like that's how you can tell the he defense barely got touched. <laughs> on the other hand, he said he wants to rematch. Look, I I give kudos mm-hmm. to him. First off, you got to be a different type of dude to be in boxing in general. Like Spence's face, he'll probably be in the house for a while. Um, I personally don't <laughs> think he wants any parts of a rematch. I'm sure he will. Money? No, I think he but, do. Yeah, I think he do. No, I, I'm I'm saying I'm sure I'm sure from a boxing after the match perspective, yeah. but. But calling a spade a spade, I don't think Sp- I don't think Spence won't no part of Bud anymore. I don't. See- so yeah, after the fight, he said he definitely, he for sure wanted the rematch, but he wanted at one fifty four. I don't think the weight was an issue, but apparently, the what I was reading from people who follow boxing online was saying that they feel like Spence cut too much weight, and so like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those are excuses. I'm not trying to hear that shit. But he wanted at 154. I don't think Bud gonna fight at 154. So like, especially if I won, I'm staying at 147. Like, like I'm not about to go up, go up another, uh, go up another weight class for you, dog. Like, no. Like, so I heard, I heard what Spence said. I'm not calling the man a liar. I'm just saying after seeing the fight. I don't know if that's the smoke that he won't. Maybe you I know, think B maybe. saying he needs to think about it for a minute. I'm saying he might <laughs> want to think about it. I, so I, I I would I, rematches always are different from the first fight, even if the first person loses. So I think he'll have a different game plan in fight two. Like because we I seen a couple of people like I seen Muhammad Ali get his ass beat by um what's the dude name Frazier. Uh, Frazier got his ass beat in his first fight against Frazier, came back the second fight and had a different game plan. I think Spence needs a new trainer. I would I would train. I, I, I was telling, I was over um Brandon House last night, and I was like, bro, like, I think he should call Mayweather Camp, like, and, mm-hmm. and ask them to train him. Cause I don't think his trainer prepared him for Bud. Like, I don't it doesn't look like he was prepared. It looked like he didn't know who he was fighting yesterday. Cause like it just he he went in there like yo I've been undefeated thus far I'm gonna keep my same game plan and it seemed like Bud knew exactly what his game plan was and whooped his ass like it's just just me from an outside perspective it looks like Spence just has that cocky demeanor all the time like yeah like I don't know if it's just his face the way it's organized but he just <laughs> looks like he's always got a smirk on his face or something or like you know yeah that shit didn't phase me let's go get him again something like that. Yeah, like you got your ass kicked, buddy. Yeah, (laughs) you can't. Nah, that you can't go in there the same way. You gonna get your ass beat again, like so. Look, both Bud and anyway, both looked. They fought 
very uh, respectable opponents, but both mm-hmm. made it look easy. So I'm just curious who's the overall number one ranked fighter. I'm I'm assuming it'll probably be Bud, but I just don't want people to forget. Uh, anyway, he fought, I believe, during the weekday, and it was early in the morning, like 7 o'clock. So I'm sure a lot of people didn't see it. But, again, the power this guy generates, both of them, I was very impressed. And I'm I'm, I'm here to say boxing is back. Uh, you see Shakur uh, Stevenson and uh, Devin Haney on Twitter going back and forth, calling each other cowards. That was another fight people are waiting to see. Devin Haney is going to fight someone else. Shakur is saying he's ducking. So that's he something is. people are looking out for. Uh, you got Canelo. Uh, so like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see boxing kind of making a comeback because it was struggling for a while. But uh, you got the Charlo twin uh, going to fight Canelo. So that should be good. The mm-hmm. other Charlo twin should be making his return soon. So uh, you still in the heavyweights. You still got uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, mm-hmm. You got uh, AJ. So Wilder. no, I'm yeah. Wilder. I'm just glad to see boxing getting some sort of relevance again. And like you said, Drew, yesterday was electric. A lot of people were looking forward to that fight. It didn't disappoint in one way, mm-hmm. but no, I, I. It's it's a beautiful time to see all of Twitter when you're engaged in something exciting like a fight like that. So. Shout out to both fighters, though. Like I said, I don't want to disrespect Spence in any way. That's the hardest part about these fights. Somebody's going to lose, and then social media, you know, the jokes are going to start flying. But both these guys are undefeated. Somebody's going to take an L on both of them. You know, you just like to see how they bounce back from that. So Spence did say he wants to see the rematch. I'm I'm a little (laughs) nervous about that. They, you know, shout out to both guys, man. It was a very, very entertaining fight. I've seen people say they should try and get it in a rematch before the end of the year, like uh, December kind of That's what he said. He said he wants to fight in December. I'm like, I don't know. Like, right. (laughs) I said December might be a little too soon, dog. Like, but. Like, you might yeah. get a lot more people watching it too, because a lot more yeah. people might be off work during that time or something, yeah. or whatever. But uh, be a uh, quick question: that other fight you watched the other day, what was the uh, weight class of that one? Bantam. Uh, yeah. Bantam. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm just curious, man. That that and the the Japanese crowd is so respectful. Like you can hear like. You know, in America, when there's a fight, the arena's loud. Everybody's talking shit. Like, in Japan, they're all super quiet. You can hmm. hear the corners, like, with no issues. It's, it was definitely different. So, if you guys haven't seen him fight, uh, Noya N-U-L. Uh, it's a very explosive fight. I definitely recommend checking him out. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a different way I wanted to start the podcast uh, this week. Let's do it I, now. <laughs> new episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis. Let's go. That was just the intro. Two senseis and a casual. <laughs> well, I'm still going to, Drew. Uh, I just wanted to mention, I went to Canada for the first time since Whew. in over 20 years. I want to ask Damn. you guys, when the last time I've been to Canada? Oh, Five years ago? Like, like it was our one-year anniversary. We went and got an Airbnb in Windsor for the night. And five Ooh. years ago? Five years ago was the first time I went since like my college days, like the Windsor drinking days, and it's a lot different over there than back then. Yes. There's a lot of nice areas other than downtown, and downtown's kind of a ghost town now. It's weird. So I hadn't been since we used to go to uh, this place called Will's Inn when we, when I was super young, and apparently this place has been closed for twenty years. So <laughs> damn. Uh, Fun fact, the last time <laughs> I got my hands licensed when it was first possible because I wanted to go to Canada with no issues, never did it. So finally decided I was going to go to Canada, uh, pull up, 
didn't know you had to pay to get into Canada. Oh, um, yeah. It's $6 both ways. Uh, they ask you a bunch of questions when you get when you get to Canada. They ask you how long you're going to be there. Why are you there? Uh, when's the last time you were there? Do you have any uh, weapons on you? Do you, ha- do you have any weapons in general? Do you have any weed on you? Um, mm. They ask you so many questions to the point where you really start to worry like, damn. Do I have something in this car? I should be, I should be worried about. Like they really make me think. They try to catch you up in a lie, but I actually they searched my vehicle. Um, but they asked me to roll down one of my windows in the back because my my windows are tinted and it wouldn't go down, of course. So he was like, because of how long it's been since you've you know visited here, I'm gonna have your car inspected. So three cops oh, searched boy. my car. Damn, uh, didn't find anything. Asked me the same questions, so then I have to walk inside with this paper after they're done. Got asked the same questions, dude. It's like I knew you, you, you know. There's a possibility of getting searched again. I just didn't know how like how like formal the process was. So I felt like I was big meat or somebody getting my my vehicle search, and they didn't find <laughs> any of the product, thankfully. But uh, I had another question for y'all. How do y'all like y'all burgers? How you like your eggs fried or fertilized? Medium well. Yeah, medium, medium well. So apparently in Canada, you you just supposed to ask for a burger. You're not supposed to tell them how you want it cooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I said I, I'm a medium well guy too, and apparently that's like weird to them. Like all the burgers are cooked well done, uh, which mm-hmm. I I'd be damned if I get a well done burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the food is supposed to be better over there because apparently they don't use as much additives. Which I will say the food did taste a little different. The ketchup definitely ketchup, tastes different. The ketchup's ass over there. I hate dude, it. <laughs> dude, I'm like, I'm like eating the ketchup. I'm like, it's like, it's kind of bland. It's yeah. like, it's, it's so weird. Tastes like baby so, food, dude. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't this isn't it, man. Um, and then your money's worth more over there. So your bill comes and it looks super high, but when it actually comes out of your bank account, they don't take as much as it says on mm-hmm. a receipt. So that's cool. Uh, they also don't call. The you know how we call the, it the river walk like by the river and you know where you walk and all that yeah, they yeah. call it down by the river so that was something else that uh, was hmm. interesting but they don't have a curfew with there so there's people like one in the morning women taking walks by themselves people on scooters bikes like they don't have like this fear of of you know something bad happening where in Detroit after ten o'clock you know hey ain't nobody really over there you you don't want to be you know by yourself in that area. So it was definitely different. Um, I'm definitely excited to go back. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of people out. It was, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday when I went. And it was still like the night life was very different. Like I wasn't expecting to see so many people like out and about. So yeah, that was my, my trip nice. to Canada. That's dope. Yeah, you missed all the college times of drinking over there. Give me a hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, your drinking age is also nineteen, so you definitely mm-hmm. like it's weird mm-hmm. being out and nineteen year olds like being near you feel grown. Other, yeah, <laughs> other adults. So that was definitely different too. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was, I'm finally, I'm glad I'm able to check off going to Canada with my enhanced license because you know I've been wanting to do that for a while. There you That's go, dope. bud. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> let's transition to a few did you knows. I got a lot of stats today, guys. Um, I love it. Nas, we mentioned his magic too. It sold 16.6 mm. thousand his first week. 
should chart outside of the top 40, either of you surprised? Because we kind of talked about our expectations no, nope. last week. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's you, you, you hate to see it. Sorry, not. <laughs> Wasn't as good as his others. Yeah, it, it was not. Nicki Minaj reaches number one on the U.S. Spotify chart for the first time in her career with wow. Barbie World. Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice Barbie World breaks the record for biggest streaming week for a rap song in 2023 on Spotify with over 30 million streams. Dang. It becomes the only hip-hop song to receive 30 million streams in a single week this year. Uh, 15 years into her career, and she's still reaching new peaks. Uh, Jirai, you called her the GOAT personally to you when it comes to women rappers. I mean, she continues to make history, so mm-hmm. shout-out to her. I also didn't know until yesterday uh sweetie actually had a song about barbie uh very very similar concept with both Nicki minaj and ice spice on it for whatever reasons they ended up making their own version and surprisingly sweetie is not upset about it uh you know she shot it out how good they looked in the video whatnot but personally it seems a little sketchy as to how Nicki minaj and ice spice could you know take the concept and make their own thing but i was curious as to what you guys thought apparently sweetie will still be releasing her own version. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I had I was, no idea. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah. did. I um, heard about it because, um, what's his name? Problem. Was it Problem? Yeah, Problem wrote Sweetie's verse, I think. And um, it got removed. You know, but he's still listed as a writer on uh, the Nicki Minaj track. So, hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it was some shit. But I didn't know Sweetie didn't feel I didn't see sweetie say anything so i didn't know she didn't feel a way about it but yeah, yeah. it was uh sweetie's record first before Nicki minaj and ice spice got it so but you know that shit that happens that happens in music you know when producers and other people write on songs and they like hand it off to other people you know like it get passed around a couple times and something gets lost in translation now, i don't know exactly mm-hmm. what happened but yeah, Sweetie's verse got taken off. Sweetie said she's here to inspire, so she was not upset about it. But I'm yeah. calling bullshit because yeah, 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 a lot of money, and that's some whole shit. If what they did is true, so yeah, I'm gonna just keep it real. Uh, Kid Cudi announced that he's dropping an album in Sano in September. Thoughts? Okay, I'm always here for new Cudi. No one cared. No, stop oh, it! Stop oh it! I don't stop know. it! <laughs> Jerome, I'm kind of in between both of you guys. You know, I'm, I'm not excited, <laughs> but you know, it is. You know more music that we'll get and be able to discuss. So, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew, you're excited. You're excited for a Kid Cudi album. Gerard, you hate content these days. <laughs> uh, no, I just I I've always enjoyed him. I'm never excited or like anticipating a new project, okay. but when it drops, I always listen. Like, all right, that, that's uh, fair. That's the, fair. Yeah the, yeah, the movie one he dropped last year, that Intergalactic, oh, Intergalactic was fire. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see, I had no uh, no bias or anything going into it, and it was a great album to me. So he always finds a way to impress me. Okay. So you're not excited, but you'll listen to it. There you go. <laughs> but now I'm excited, kind of. I don't care about no album, but if you make another <laughs> Intergalactic, I'm going to watch it, like, for sure. Yeah, see? <laughs> you'll listen to the album. I still can't tell if Drew is actually excited or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how to feel anymore. Gerard <laughs> just kind of sucked the life out of me. <laughs> no, I guess, uh, whoa, right. <laughs> Let's just move on. Uh, Career first week sales. Uh, he sold 58 with Stoney, uh, which ranked number four. 58,000, sorry. 
461,000 on beer bongs and Bentleys Ooh. between number one. Shit. Hollywood's Bleeding went number one at 489,000. And 12 carat toothache went number three with 121,000 sold. So curious to see what he ends up selling. Uh, did either of you listen to his album? I started mm-hmm. it. I didn't finish it. So Okay. Drew, did you want to get into it or did you want to wait until we get into it? We'll, we'll wait a bit. Okay. Travis Scott, career first sales. First week sales, sorry. Rodeo sold 85,000. Went number three. Birds in the Trap sold 88,000. Went number mm-hmm. one. Huncho Jack went number three at 90,000. Astro World went number one at 537,000. Damn. And Jack Damn. Boys went number one at 154,000. Dang. Uh, so curious. Again, we mentioned the loopholes he was going to take advantage of. Uh, I just want to start off by saying I am not a fan of the hiding features we've talked I about in the saw past. That. I saw you tweet about mm-hmm. that. I was like, what is this about? That's Unfortunately, crazy. like all of Travis' albums, these artists won't be officially credited due to the hidden features. I think that's corny. Uh, you know, we do find out who the features are, but I'm just not a fan of that. Um, again, we mentioned the loopholes. This is just another reason why I'm kind of annoyed by Travis right. Scott. But it's not uh, like they didn't get their money, though. They still got their money for doing the feature, you know? So they're just not getting, what, the album sale money now or something like that? No, I, I mean, I'm sure they get points on the album. Uh, well, no, they probably just get... I don't know how he... Uh, structures it. I, this with whole album's a mess yeah. with with, I don't with know. how it's laid out. But they they <laughs> they get writers credit. So if you look at the credits, you'll see right. their name on there. But you it just doesn't say featuring them. So it doesn't pop up if you're searching their name like and you want to find that specific song. Like he has a mm-hmm. song featuring Beyonce. It doesn't say Travis Scott featuring Beyonce. It just says Travis Scott. So you'll never see that, that on there. Lose. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the biggest shocks to me of the album. Um. But again, I'm not a fan of the hiding features, but some people are. I'm not sure. I would love to know how you guys feel about it, but uh, I personally am not a fan of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not cool. It's uh, So it makes me wonder, though, because like when I think Kanye did it twice or something with graduation, I know in particular, he didn't have any track listing on the back of the album. Uh, so I wonder if same features on there didn't get credited as well. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not a fan of it. I think just just let people know what's on it. You know, right. I, yeah. I walked into a, I walked into a Best Buy once and I was looking at a Jadakiss album and there was some lady. She had to be in her 40s or something. She looked at an album next to me. She's like, did you have this album? I was like, yeah, I've heard it before. I can't remember who it was. She's like, there's no track listing on the back. I was like, yeah, I was like, it's a new thing. Some of these record companies do or like when they lay out the album, she's like, I can't tell where the hot tracks are. I'm like, oh shit. It's like, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but uh, just a few more notes here before we get into the actual albums. Uh, Tupac's crown ring sold for an astounding 1,016,000, making it the most valuable hip hop artifact ever sold at an auction. Damn. Um, it, I think ended up being found out who purchased that ring. Uh, Cause Aubrey Drake Graham rapped about melting down iconic Pharrell pieces, uh, mm-hmm. then posted the iconic Tupac ring that sold at the auction this week to promote mm-hmm. the song that he rapped on Meltdown. Which, man, my 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 go, it's always it's always chess, man. It's not checkers. So uh, the verse was, "I melt down the chains that I bought you from your boss. Give a fuck about all that heritage shit. Since V not around, members then hung up the Louis, and they not even wearing that shit. So definitely a shot at Pharrell." Which, you know, some people felt like it was corny. Some people felt like, hey, it's just another verse. Uh, so, Gerard, I want to start with you. How do you feel oh, about the verse? Man. 
I, I thought it was I thought it was a dope diss. I just I don't like when Drake don't say people names. Like I feel like at this point, you know, you didn't had the back and forth with Pusha T. So if you're not saying his name, it makes you look like a bitch. It don't. No one cares about what you're saying, like because that means he's still on your mind. So just say his name. Like if you want to diss him, just diss him. Like like I don't understand what the subs is for. The subs are irrelevant. Like. But it was cool. It was a clever little diss. I, I mean, Pharrell caught a stray for no reason. But it's, <laughs> you never hear Pharrell catch any type right. of you know velocity. So I was shocked by it. But again, um, Drake is is a sore loser. But like, it's entertaining. <laughs> it is. Um, it is entertaining. It's for it, sure entertaining. I just you, wish he'd go all out. Did. Like, just yeah. let it go. Like, let the chopper go. Like, he... Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's taking shots, but, like, Pusha T, I'm sure, is somewhere just doing the Birdman hand rub because <laughs> I think it's, it's, like, at least five years since he said anything about Drake on a track. And to this day, it's he's still, like you said, heavily on Drake's mind. So, yeah. um, I want to mention real quick, there is a, there's a, a verse that ASAP Rocky spit where people actually question whether or not it was about Travis Scott. Uh, did you guys hear that one? Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it from? It's uh, from just uh, one of his... I think his new song is. I think it's called Riots or something like that. Or nah, I, I forgot. I don't know. He yeah, but I heard it. So he previewed it at Rolling Loud in the song. He said, first you stole my flow, so I stole your bitch. Then you stole my style. I need ten percent all disrespect. I hope you take offense." Um. Mm-hmm. So there's there's been speculation as to whether ASAP Rocky does believe Travis Scott stole his style. It's, 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 I don't particularly <laughs> see it, but apparently uh, Travis Scott was talking to Rihanna for a little bit. But ASAP Rocky seems like at this point is convinced that Travis Scott did steal his style. I don't know how y'all feel about it. Uh, Gerard, it seems like you you may think there's some there's some credit to that. Hey, man. Well, there's smoke, there's fire. I'm just saying. <laughs> do you do you think uh, that there's there's some jocking of the styles? I for sure think Travis Scott stole ASAP Rocky style. So really, how so? Expand yeah. on that. So that Travis Scott is from Houston, so I'll give him credit for that. But that whole chopped and screwed, like mixed with like the um, braggadocia, like New York stuff, and adding like different sounds and stuff. Rocky did that first. The ASAP Mob did that. Like, mm-hmm. so everything you're hearing from Travis, even though it's curated, like it curated the Kanye sound right now, everything you hear from Travis right now, Rocky did all of that shit. So like, mm-hmm. go back and listen to um, uh, Always Strive and Prosper or Long Live ASAP. Long mm-hmm. Live, yeah. That's yeah. the one, really. You'll, you'll hear a lot. It'll sound very familiar to you. I'll just okay. say that. So, okay. but yeah. Drew, it so. seems like you... Drew, it seems like you agree. So peso, peso. Yeah. Just under when you think of some of the sounds and shit that Rocky uses, some of the sounds you kind of heard Travis use early yeah. on. The only thing I will say is Rocky's been in such a hiatus for such a while. I feel like a lot of people forgot about right ASAP at all and and anything about that. But they did kind of come out around the same time, and ASAP was the one who blew up first right. over Travis. So mm-hmm. they're. There's definitely some influence in the sound. I think hmm. I think Travis though really really went more the Kanye route and took his sound more than hmm. more than ASAP though. Yeah. I think Travis evolved for sure, but there's like like Drew said, there's influence there. And and I think that if you're if you're a hip hop connoisseur and you really uh watch 
a lot of all these artists, you be remiss to dismiss what Rocky is saying and saying like, oh, Travis is his own person. Like there's for sure influence there. Like so Rocky, Rocky kind of reinvented like that fashion killer wave, like yeah. high high designer clothes and rap again. And Travis, he doesn't really I don't know. He doesn't really brag about shit like that really a lot, no. but it's all about like his chains and his watches and his cars and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There is some influence, but I do think Travis took more of the Kanye route. Yeah. Fair. Well, well, again, like I said, as ASAP Rocky was teasing uh, his, his upcoming album, which I believe will be called uh, Don't Be Dumb, his fourth <laughs> forthcoming album so uh yes speaking of albums though travis scott did release his album uh utopia we mm-hmm. teased it last week we t- we talked discussed our expectations so let's get into it without going deep shakespeare took the squad brought the play right here got the vision and i made that clear up from two till it's two running plays like the tennessee kid i'm the one that's why they trying to hurt the kid i'm the one jh with the braids with the lights with the hype gonna smoke but i can't stay away See both of you i i'm sure both listened to it checked it out yeah mm-hmm. did you listen to it b I did listen to it, so okay. I'm curious as to what you guys thought. Well, I was curious because on, when I saw your tweet yesterday, you were uh, saying how that's why you don't like uh, Travis Scott at all. You're saying you never really fucked with him in the... Am I getting that No, right? no, no, no. <laughs> he was talking about what he was just talking about, the features. He said that's oh, why he, yeah, okay. he never fucked with Tra- yeah. Travis when he did that. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I thought not... you meant like all in general, you weren't the biggest fan of him. I mean... So let me go back to the tweet. Uh... <laughs> Pull up the archives. Let me see. Tweeting about Okuda getting cooked by the wide receivers. In Atlanta. <laughs> Good one. Just so, throw that in. Uh, I quote a tweet that said, unfortunately, like all Travis albums, these artists won't officially be credited due to their hidden features. I said, which is a joke and another reason I don't rock with Travis. As of late, I, I'm not a fan again, like I said, of not uh, listing people as features. But just as a person, like I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Travis Scott. Um like dating back to the concert, like the Astro World concert. Yeah, and stuff. dating back to the okay. concert and stuff. Which, uh, to that point, I will say we've called academics corny on this podcast multiple times, but he did make a recent point that I actually agree with. Uh, he mentioned after taking all this time for the album and having that concert situation occur, he was surprised to not hear anything discussed on the album about that. We know there's lawsuits and whatnot, but uh, essentially, he said it was a great time for Travis Scott to show you know, he has some introspective points or, you know, was able to discuss stuff like that in his music. He used Gunna, which uh, Academics isn't a fan of, but did say, like, his latest album, like, he got into some stuff and we were able to get some of his, you know, viewpoints on some stuff that happened in his life. I don't think we got any of that, again, from this recent Utopia album. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally, the first half, like, I was very disappointed. I think it picked up the second half, but, like, other than probably a handful of tracks, I don't see myself going back to this like I saw myself going back uh, and listening to some of his old projects. Uh, like you can, you can hear, uh, like you guys both said, some influence for sure by Kanye. Uh, pretty sure he produced some of the tracks on the album. But overall, for all the hype that this led up to, and I'm sure the numbers will be great, I didn't come away very impressed from this album. So I love to man. hear you guys' thoughts. Uh, a lot but- of people are hating on this album. Well, a lot like 
I Sanger talked to me yesterday saying he only liked about one song. I saw Dave at Ball this morning said he likes about two songs. I was like, damn, what? It, I must have heard something different than everybody. I'm curious <laughs> as how you feel because you did mention how Astroworld to you was kind of a letdown. Uh, yeah. So to me, Astroworld is 10 times better than this project. And I'm curious because you weren't a fan of that one. How it was that you appreciated Utopia. What was it that was the difference for you? I like the energy on this album a lot. Like, it sounds like I'm at a circus, if that makes any sense. There's a lot of uh, fast-paced motion on it. And I'm not just talking about that Circus Maximus song or whatever. But I don't know. From the beginning with Hyena, it's just got like a... The best way I can describe this album is like a... It just keeps kind of going. It's like a, like a fast-paced horse or something. I just... I felt it. I like the energy on it. I know a lot of people were saying what you were saying, B. He's not really talking about some real shit. He's kind of just talking about like the money and the cars and the women on this album, uh, the flashes and shit like that. But I'm a big sucker for sounds on albums. And I love the way a lot of these songs transitions. Like he'll have a beat go for about two minutes. The song will switch up for a minute. It will switch Mm -hmm. up the last minute and it'll just... I don't know, just keep keeping that energy going. I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I, I really liked Hyena on it, uh, the first track. Let me get into it. I liked Modern Jam a lot. That was a Modern that's Jam a prime is, example of what like I'm talking that. about. That do, 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 yeah. do, 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 just uh, God's Country's good. Sirens is good to me. Uh, the track with Beyonce, Del Resto, Echoes. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Topia Twins, Circus Maximus, Schizo. Schizo is a prime example of how it switches three times in the track. Yeah, Schizo And is he dope. just keeps riding that beat, switching up the flow with it. I love shit like that. Lost Forever. West Side Gun has came a long way since he yes. started rapping, and yeah. he killed his verse on he this. Did. He sounded perfect with the beat, the production, whatever. It was phenomenal. And I liked Love, I liked Telekinesis, and Till Further Notice, I really like James Blake a lot. James Blake fit perfect on this I album when he James was fit Blake. in. Yeah. Thank you. Like There was a lot that that this album had going for it uh, that I enjoyed. I think it's one of those albums, B, where it's going to take people some time to listen to it. You're not going to get everything off the first listen. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say There's a lot is... packed into these 19 tracks, though. It's, it's, it's going to be a slow a, burn. I agree. And there's going to be hits that come out over the next year over at singles that blow up and you may not be able to find them now, but once you hear them on the radio, it might sound a little different. So I don't know. I'm a fan of this. I plan on actually ball was another shit run this morning. So I actually might go ride my bike, play it from the start and just let it ride because I enjoyed it. So you, you talk about pace. This had a better pace to you than you. I thought so. Like I said, I thought Astro World blew Astroworld. the bag too big. I thought it blew the bag with uh, uh, stargazing in a uh, sicko mode right from the beginning. If those were placed differently on the album, it might have been different. But I don't know. I just enjoyed the pacing of this one. It never really died down to me. So for me, I enjoyed Astro World initially better than I enjoyed this album. I think um, to Drew's point, I think this is a slow buildup for this album. So as the album goes on, it gets better. So Mm -hmm. essentially uh, that's agreeing with B point as well. The first half kind of lulls you away. And then like, as it keep going, it gets better and better. Like when it ends the last song, you like, damn, like I was just getting used to the album. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that's why I agree with Drew. I feel like it's going to be a slow burn with this album, but I did enjoy the album. Like, um, 
I the sound of this album, like how it feels to me, feels like Yeezus. And I know yes, that. People. Yes, so that's exactly I, what I thought. The same yeah, pacing, the same yeah. flow, and everything. Yeah. Yes, and so Thank that you. that's what it feels. It feels a lot like Yeezus to me. Yeezus was a shorter album, but this one mm-hmm. is like an hour and fifteen minutes long. So yeah, it's a longer, a longer album, but it's the same pacing. It's the same feeling that you get from uh, from Yeezus yes. uh, that I contribute to this album. But I did. And nobody enjoy liked it. Yeezus at first either. Exactly. People hated on that album. At yeah. First. Yep, and then but it's gonna be it's gonna be some stuff on this album that's gonna hit. It's gonna be later though. It's not gonna be right now, mm-hmm. and I think you're gonna enjoy it more live. I'll say that much. So um, yeah, but all the songs that Drew named off, I love those. Um, my favorite record on this album might be. I don't know. I really fuck with Fiend. I really fuck with that's Fiend. That's a good one. Uh, I really fucked with uh, Schizo. That Schizo mm-hmm. is a really fire track. I'm telling you, it's Schizo a complex is, track. Yeah, Schizo yeah. is really fire. I, I think you take some more time with that when I think people are gonna enjoy that more. And obviously, Telekinesis. I think Telekinesis is gonna be a radio record um, with SZA and Future. Um, mm-hmm. I love I love SZA's uh, uh, reinterpretation of Drake's verse from. Um, in Marvin's room. Marvin's room. Yes. Yeah. So like, I thought I thought that was dope. I thought Future had a good verse. Um, I liked how um, Travis used Future's names in the hook. Like, I can see into the future, and you know why Future is singing <laughs> and stuff. Like, I thought that was dope. But yeah, I thought this was. I thought it was a really good album. I think, like I said, um, now when you listen to albums, is is you know. It, it got to hit you right away or people going to move on to the next thing. I think this is going to be a slow burn. And I think Travis is going on tour. So you'll see this album start to creep up more because a lot of songs, especially with all the people he got on there is going, especially that Beyonce song is going to be all over the airways and stuff. You're going to hear it a mm-hmm. lot more and it's going to sell a lot more. So I think this album's meant to be played front to back as well. Cause it does, it's got its yeah. moments where, you know, like, like I, I do agree the first, I want to say like seven tracks to me is like, where is this album going? And yeah. like a, the second half was fire to me, yeah. but there are some good moments in that first half. And Gerard, as far as production goes, and I know B's going to hate this. The sounds on this album remind me of Jesus and Donda. Just, you know, and there's you know a lot why? of background stuff in there. Cause you know yeah, why? he's on it. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Mike Dean. Yeah. He is the he orchestrator. Worked, yeah. Yeah. Of of what Kanye does and what Travis does. And the, the reason why they sound yeah. similar. And this like I know like people, me and Drew be all into the production and stuff like that. We're really nervous about that. But if you listen to this album, it's a lot of good sounds. Yeah, it's a lot beautiful. of deep layered yeah. sounds on this. Yeah, you got so, see, I listened uh yeah. I gave it a headphone listen on my yeah. first, and they always say you hear more with headphones. Like and, you can I listen hear to some it. shit around you. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it twice, and both times with different experiences, and like they were still both in the car. So like, mm. I think I'm gonna listen to it again because like, like you said, you got to listen to it more and more. And you're gonna keep falling in love with shit that you ain't hear the first time. I think that's what that's what he wanted to do. I don't think this mm-hmm. when he makes album is supposed to be simple like A to B. So, but I understand why people didn't fuck with it initially, though. I think for me. Uh, Astro World initially it catches you immediately. This don't do that. You got to actually listen through it. So, yeah, I agree. You know, we guys, it's not like we haven't argued in a while. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't argued in a while, man. I've, 
personally listen to both of you. I respect your points. You guys make a lot of sense, and I know you guys pay heavily uh, attention to the production. But I just want to point out some stuff that just kind of feels like you know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, Drew, to your point, you, you're you're seven songs in. Uh, personally, I didn't have anything grab me from the album until we got to Meltdown. Uh, and Drew, so I wanted to ask you a particular point. I remember when we discussed uh, Surf I Lover Boy, you had mentioned when uh, it comes to features, if the features were doing better than you as the artist, uh, I believe it was Fair Trade we discussed. And you said, yeah, Travis, with Travis, I still my yeah. shit. And you, I still yep. my shit. And you had said how uh, <laughs> personally you were disappointed because Travis did better than Drake on his own album and you didn't like that. So I wanted to ask you, Meltdown was the first track from the album where it personally grabbed me, and I think that was again, as we discussed, Drake with his diss towards Pharrell, uh, mm-hmm. and just his flow on the overall album. I think this was more of a Drake song than Travis. Uh, so do you hold Travis to that same, I guess, standard that you held Drake when it comes to being outdone by a feature on your album? I so what my thing was about CLB is that there were so many features that led up to that song already. Like he had here at that point, he already had Lil Baby, Jay Z on it, and I think there was somebody else before that Travis song. So when I got to that, I was like, damn, like Drake's just getting lost with all these features on this album. Travis, it started off, I mean, he didn't really have anybody on the first five tracks, you know. So that's why it felt a little different. I will say Drake did outwrap him on that track on Meltdown. Drake's is, flow was great on it. Is there is there a certain verse or anything from either of you from Travis particularly that stood out from this album? So so I've I've made this argument before. I don't hold all rappers to the same uh standards, okay? So when I look at Travis, I to me, he's on the same path as Kanye and Puffy. So I'm not looking at his particular performance as far as much as how the actual song comes together because he's a producer as well. So I'm not looking at yo, Travis got a fire verse, because I don't I don't care. I don't think that's where his strength is as far as his superpowers as an artist. I care about like how he putting everything together. So no, no, it didn't stand out. But every track that he has a bunch of artists and their features and stuff does it gel like does everything come together does it make the song as complete as it could be and so that's what i say like it's different from a drake or a cole or jay-z or nas if they have a bunch of features and they get out wrapped then i'm gonna hold that against them if travis get out wrapped i'm i'm not gonna care because did it make the song better you know that's that's my criteria uh to answer your question from me b i can't so i've only given it one full listen and from that listen i've liked you know what i've liked but the uh the songs i've liked with him rapping on it are hyena modern jam and where was it and lost forever those are my three like favorite songs of uh him rapping and schizo schizo Schizo, yeah I, i feel like when you really go down and and take a look at each verse he had on there you will find some gems in there I haven't had the time to really break down the lyrics yet, but I'm giving it at least two more listens this weekend. Interesting. Uh, Gerard, your points make sense to me. I understand how you kind of put him in a different category. I don't know. Uh, based on what you said, Gerard, I understand if you think it's a slow burn and you view him as more of a producer and you're looking at the overall yeah. uh, development of the songs. I get that. I think, though, we're kind of letting – I'm not going to say kind of. I think we're letting him off the hook a little bit. If we're comparing him to 
uh, Diddy, uh, Kanye. I think the album should be in consideration of album of the year uh, when you have a name like that. Offhand, mm-hmm. this didn't give me the same feeling that Killer Mike's album gave me. I agree. I agree with that. We discussed yeah. some, some other albums this year up to this point where right now, when I think of the top five, you know, list I'm going to make, I don't think of, and and to your point, Drod, this is a slow out, slow burn album, then I, I understand that. But if we have high expectations, well, let me not say we, I had high expectations for Travis mm-hmm. after listening to the album two times. Too. It didn't really, it wasn't an album where I'm going to say, you know what, this is why he's considered one of the top. It right. was just like, wow, I'm very impressed by the amount of features he has. You know, the production, again, it did stand out to me, although I don't look at it in as in-depth as both of you do. Uh, but, yeah, no, I wasn't – this isn't the album where I'm like, damn, I can't wait to go back to just Travis Scott. It's more like a let me go back and see if it makes me feel differently, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the takeaway I expect from one of the top artists in the game, that's especially fair. when you know he's going through – certain loopholes to make sure that his album sells extremely well where if we're just going based off of the the actual album itself i don't i don't know how well it does when it comes to sales exclusively yeah, that's where i think kanye's a league apart though because he actually structures his verses and what he says in his verses really well unlike travis who i said before when i it, from my first full listen it's all you know the glitz and the glam and the money and the cars like mm-hmm. same shit he's been saying before all that, you know, where she at, she, 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 she talks. So Kanye's got a little more depth with his lyrics, but yeah. I, uh, I, I see, I mean, he's trying to follow in his footsteps with his sound. I see yeah. that too. Um, I'm going to say uh, Drake apparently stated that we're going to get his album in two weeks. When it comes to Drake's album timelines, I just don't believe it until it actually drops. <laughs> right. But, you know, one thing... Drew, you mentioned the content. You you would just like to see kind of I guess that's what I was expecting from Travis. I was I was expecting some type of introspect or some type of, you know, mm-hmm. just at least one song. We're just like, damn, like talk about the concert, yeah, in one song. I do agree with that. That's a miss. It's like it's like, damn, we really haven't had that one song where Travis just talked about shit, fatherhood. Like, you know, we talked about yeah, his baby mama honestly. being on the cover, you know, being a billionaire. Like, that's cool. Like you said, hoes, bitches, cars, and stuff. Like, dude, I forgot he was a dad. That's crazy. You said that. Like we have, we literally <laughs> haven't gotten a single verse. Yeah. Where he's like, yo, you know, this rap shit is cool, but you know, being a father is even better. Blah blah. blah. Like, right? Nothing. It's it's like right. we just. Kind of I I agree one hundred percent with that. B, you're right on the money with that. I would have loved to, you know, when you let me actually to back it up. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of shit he could have talked about on this album, but. I think he went more for the sounds and trying to make uh, just a little more experimental. Yeah. But yeah, he he lost it in the lyrics. So a utopically a utopia, sorry, typically describes an imaginary community or society that possesses highly desirable or near perfect qualities for its members. You know, it's basically you're at this this destination where everything seems perfect. It was near perfect production. I'll give it that. <laughs> I think Drake, Drake, uh, Meltdown, Drake spoke about that because he had a conversation with a girl. If you remember on Meltdown, and she was like, I thought you said uh, this place is supposed to be perfect. He was like, shit, it's perfect to me. Like, so that's what <laughs> yeah. Utopia is. Like, so, like, I will have to listen to it again to see the storyline to see as far as, like, if it's staying on top of the theme as far as Utopia. But I think mm-hmm. that. As far as the Sonics, that's that's what it gave away. 
But I don't, as yeah. far as the lyrics, it's hard for me to sometimes Travis with his voice, um, like, I mean, over the um, vocals and stuff like that, the auto tune and stuff, it's hard for me to understand exactly what the fuck he's talking about anyway. So, yeah. but <laughs> like, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's so good to get into the album, though, in this death where we all listen to it. Um, I mean, it's a triple A release. We had to. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not going to call it like a bust or anything like that, but I will say I was kind of let down. But, you know, I feel like if if you live, if you leave this album like on your phone and your rotation, if you put your songs on shuffle, some will hit you at a random time. Like you'll be doing whatever driving. Maybe a random song will come on. You don't feel like changing. Like, okay, I'm kind of feeling this. And maybe, you know, Two weeks later, another random song comes. I think out B for like feel that. I think B for like, and you could stop me if I'm wrong. He shouldn't have to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it's, true, I, mean, I wasn't going to cut you off. I feel like it's almost a form of brainwashing when it comes to music. Like, there's certainly songs where we've gone, man. This shit is trash. Yeah. And then you listen you to it so much, it. where yeah. it's like, you know what? It's not that like. If you mm-hmm. listen to an album enough, and that's why kind of when we get into those discussions where Drew, you're like, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. Like I had to cut it off. And I get that. Whatever artist makes you do that. But like if on the other hand, like you said, Gerard, like you're saying, well, maybe if you listen to it on shuffle and block, you can kind of convince yourself to get to a point where you can be open to, you know, yeah. less criticism after over time, where if you're supposed to be one of the best, I don't feel like it should take all of that. So I guess that's why it's it's coming off as a disappointment to me because World, like after the first listen to that, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna listen to this five more times. This shit is amazing. Like, yeah, I can't, but that, but that was to the, yeah, that was to the point I was trying to make for you uh, specifically is that when you turn World on, it catches your attention immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it catches yeah, your attention. Stargazing is sicko mode. Then it blows yeah. its load and it's just <laughs> coast along. But, but it already has it. you. It already <laughs> has you though. Like you're already hooked, and now you're you're staying on for the ride, like a roller coaster. Immediately, yeah. like Astro, as soon as you get on that bitch, you going you going for a ride. <laughs> like this doesn't do that. This is a it like doesn't. like, but I guess this, it fits this creeps into, up the hill for a little bit. Yes, this doesn't do that, but it, I guess it speaks to the theme. Utopia. When you walk in that bitch, you're not automatically consumed. Now you want to know more, and I think that's why I say this is a slow burn. Like you get in there, like. Well, let me discover a little bit more of what's going on in here. Astro World mm-hmm. is, is two different, like it's a different feeling you get from each one. So yeah, well, I look forward to hearing you know what our listeners think. Um, you know if they side with any of our opinions or if they have a unique rep- opinion we haven't discussed. I will say there's one more thing that shocks me uh, when it comes to the album that I didn't hear either of you mention. Tell me. Yeah, what's up? Rod, are you curious? I didn't hear either of you mentioned 21 Savage, and he was on two songs, and he did amazing on both of them. He killed Topia oh, yeah. Twins. He, he, fire on he, that. Yeah. He, he was incredible, <laughs> and it's point now where it's like, all right. I expect that. Yeah, He's a feature yeah. killer right now. Right, yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> that he... <laughs> Remember, if, and again, if you haven't listened to our last episode, go check that out where we talk about, you know, the, the best rappers getting on other songs and just killing it as a feature it's artist. probably 21, like, 21 to this age right now. 21 is going in on every one of his features, and it's like, okay, 21, when well, you gonna drop something for us? 21, can you do something for me? Because we get yeah. to that point now where we ready. Like, no, See, he's done amazing. Now I'm afraid for him, though, because I'm afraid the expectations may be too high because he's been dropping every 
fire feature. So maybe when his album yeah. comes out, it's not lived up to what he's been delivering on I, those. Yeah, I, okay. I'm I'm afraid for that too because I like that's that's yeah. a good problem to have. Look, <laughs> it is a good about, problem to have. If you yeah, the top but of the game you touring out with Drake. On the other hand, if you drop that super hot fire album, now your name is that you know at mm-hmm. another level. You're the marquee. Yeah. So look, hey, we we love sports. We talk. We start off with boxing. We saw who stepped up to the occasion. That's part of it. We forget a lot yeah. of times hip hop and music. There is a competitive aspect to it. Not to the point where you're calling one person trash and the other person a lot better. But who's the best of the best? The cream, hey, cream is always gonna rise to the top. So let's see. Twenty one, you gonna have to drop something at some point, and we ready for it because he's done amazing in almost all of his recent yeah. features. So just wanted to point that out and show him. You some ready love. for a great segue, B? Yes, you know sir. who needs to stop dropping music for a little while is Post Malone. I said it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, at the point, man. Gerard. Oh, that's too bad. Oh my! <laughs> hey, we gonna need it. We gonna need a special drop for that because I was not. <laughs> expecting pew, 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 pew. Oh man. I listened to it Friday. That was the, so we were in the car. We were about to run some errands. I told Mariah's like Utopia or, or Post Malone. She's like, play Post. I'm like, all right, this is your call right now. So first song comes on pretty good. The second song that comes on on it. Let me pull up the track list. Wait, the you like the song, first song? No, I thought it was just eh, as an intro. Oh, okay. But, I was like, the, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! So yeah, the first song came on. I mean, he's just singing. Right. There wasn't really a beat to it. So then something real comes on. The second song, he's got a choir behind him. Like yeah, this that is was, that's, yeah. this is soulful. I love right. This. Yeah, I like something real. Chemical comes on. Like this is his hit single that's blowing up the airways right now. I was like, we got past that. From there to the rest of the album. Snooze I fest. felt like uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I can't do another minute of this snooze fest. I was like. A kid just going through some me. shit. Like, I thought man. it was me. I was going to text B on the side. Bro. Like, I don't know if this for me, dog. <laughs> Try. I felt the same way I felt about Jack Harlow's last oh, album. Just man. what a snooze fest. Right, Even, all right. I'll say this. He doesn't have one catchy song on this album. Bro. And that's what I loved about 12 Carat uh, Toothache. He had some catchy songs yeah, on there. Yeah. He had, like, Cooped Up, I Like You, I Do. That's way catchier than this bullshit. This is just crying in your room because the girl left you and didn't fuck you at night and you're drinking away your problems and she doesn't call you for a week and god dude this was depressing as shit i feel like he finally ran out of content on this and i'm quick to delete it it was not good you know what's funny Every time I feel like I know how Drew's gonna feel in a concert album, it's like I, I, I legitimately never know. I do a complete one eighty. <laughs> you just have no idea. So I really like Chemical. Did you like it? So I like Chemical, and I hadn't heard Chemical before listening to the album. All right, uh, I added. Yeah, it's his hit single from it. Okay, and which is funny because I was gonna say like. Usually, Posty has like at least two mm-hmm. singles before his album drops. We're just like, okay, it's, like this and Morning are his are his two singles that are on the radio, bro. Mm. I haven't heard anything, so I added Chemical, I added Nova Candy, and I added Speedometer. After that, I Speedometer's didn't add good. Else. Speedometer was different, yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> I felt it was a smoother listen 
than Utopia. And it's not, I wouldn't say it was a better album, but I, I didn't, Posty gives you what you expect. I guess that's that's the difference for me. Like, I didn't have super high expectations. I expected, I expected some features or something. I expected a little more catchy choruses than what he gave me. Like, I won't go back, most likely, and, like, listen to it. But, like, once it went off, I you know how we talked about Nas's album? And I just was like, eh. yeah. That's kind of how I felt with Post Malone. But it was <laughs> like, I walked away and was like, damn, like, that shit was terrible. It was, it was definitely darker, but, like, depressing yeah he has his way of putting his own spin on it where it's like damn like look at me singing about this depressing ass song but i'm like <laughs> singing it it's like this weird talent yeah. that he has but yeah the prime example be is that song too cool to die i'm like dude I was like, yeah what? yeah it's like, why, it's like why am i singing this on a friday afternoon it's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful day out too yeah it's a beautiful day out like i'm singing but then you process the lyrics and you're like this isn't this isn't making me happy per se, but nope. So I don't know how to I don't know how to rate it. Like I I, I would have been okay if he didn't release this album, but <laughs> and it's like oh. but usually I go hard for post Malone albums, but you know me, I do. I'm his biggest fan on here, but this yeah, was not it. Yeah, I I just yeah, this one didn't uh <laughs> I will say I fucked with something real. Nah, I did like That's that. That's a one. great track. I yeah. fuck with something real. I fuck with Chemical. Nova Candy was cool too. I think I think Too Cool to Die is where I just stopped. Like, all right, yep. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. All right, because dog, it was getting. I'm driving too while I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, bro, oh, yeah, I'm getting sleepy. So <laughs> like, like I'm like, I, I think I need something else. But yeah. but overall, 17 songs, 52 minutes, like. It just was okay. It just was okay. It just leaves think, you with a weird feeling. I think I that's would... why I liked Utopia more, though, because I played this to start, and then I played Utopia. I'm like, wow, this is a way oh, different energy. That'll do it. That'll so, do it. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the order you play these. So you did the opposite. Yeah. It makes sense why you think this this the Utopia has such a great energy because yeah. if you're comparing it to Austin, I get that. But I did the opposite because <laughs> I started I started with Utopia, and I'm like. <laughs> Eh, all right. <laughs> you just need a little chill music yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah. So then I threw an Austin. I'm like, you know what? And you find you find yourself bobbing your head and <laughs> thinking about not wanting to die too young. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I get the energy point of view yeah. now, but yeah, no. I, I I typically come away from albums, and we ripped the last album, me and Gerard. So uh, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. you was gonna uh you're gonna enjoy this kind of like you did 12 carries makes you make, makes you appreciate the last album now last one had a few catchy songs you could take away from it this is i ain't gonna lie I, st- I still think that 12 care toothache was a letdown but it did make me appreciate beer bongs and bentley and hollywood's bleeding exactly both those yeah. were amazing uh, those are so. those are uh, stoney's great too stoney was a phenomenal like debut Stone. album I didn't yeah. like Sony. I'll give that one credit too. But see, that's why I feel like now I feel like he's at the place. I mean, this is two albums in two years now with fifteen songs, and this one at what seventeen or something. He yeah. needs to take two years now and just maybe ride out the tour from this, and then take two years to just chill and make some new material or something. Because this was not it, and maybe it was me missing a couple features from it. Maybe that's what it needed to spice some of these songs up. But yeah, yeah, I wasn't a fan of this one. I mean, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know how Post Malone can 
He's not an artist where he's going to take years off and then come away with some music. You're like, damn, this is amazing. He's going to keep, yeah, he's going to keep pushing it to to make that paycheck. And man, you need content. You need content to perform songs. So he going. You do. He he going to keep performing. This is going to be a boring ass concert. Let's just say that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If people go to this one. I had super high expectations, man, with with these releases. And it just, I I don't know how to feel. That's how I felt about last weekend, man. Last weekend with Nas and everything. I just felt. Little lackluster. Yeah, that's the perfect word, lackluster. Yeah, but I will say, Offset featuring Cardi B, Jealousy, is hey. a great track. Hey, let's talk about that. that, <laughs> that. The one thing I didn't like about it, we only get one verse from Offset. Yeah, uh, okay, man, because he ripped his first one to the point where it's like, if he, if it had just been a song with him without Cardi B, I'm curious how that version of it, or if he would have did a second verse after Cardi B's verse. Mm-hmm. But it's just so short, man. It just leaves you one more. But I think I, they did that on purpose. You're gonna constantly yeah. keep playing it. You're gonna keep playing it because I played yeah, that shit like five it. times. Like so, no, like yeah. legit. It's yeah, amazing. quick two minute song, yeah. two and a half minutes long. You could yeah. play that easy. Yeah. Beats amazing. Um, I, overall, I have no complaints about that single. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna hype up a single and release, like that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they spent well, a lot of money on that. I feel like. Yeah, I feel do. like uh, Offset's album, if it comes out, or Cardi's, whoever's his first, whatever has this, will probably have another song featuring each other just to give people that fix. So it's a great, happen. great, great marketing by them. Yeah, I can see that happening. Also, I did yeah. listen to Pas- to Passport Bros. Uh, okay, the the song um, with Boz and Cole. I personally thought that song was ass. All right. <laughs> disappointed in it uh, you're not having a good weekend are you dude, look <laughs> i'm just like damn like <laughs> i was always this dude that was just like yeah it wasn't bad but now i'm just <laughs> listening to stuff and i'm just i don't know maybe it's that meme that, that talks about how when you listen to music nowadays and it's just like nam 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 like come on man what are we talking about yeah <laughs> maybe i'll just turn into that person but yeah, no, I wouldn't. Sounds like he's that. becoming a sensei, Gerard, just kind of critical yep. about things now. Yep. I wouldn't <laughs> feel that. And then also NLE Choppa sample Nelly's Hot in Here. Oh, and that God. song might be the worst song I've heard all that year. That song like, is God awful. No exaggeration. And it's getting to the point where, like, we can't even talk about sampling anymore because that ain't no. even a sample. Like, it's a fucking remix. And that shit exactly. is terrible, bro. <laughs> I just couldn't believe how bad it was. Yeah. Uh, Make it, be shake it. Mama, if she could take it. I am getting so high. I want to take my clothes off. Get a little. So, yeah, it's just been a lot of music where it's just like, dude, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, I'm yearning for more. And when it comes to music, that's all that I have for this week. So, was there anything else that y'all listen to? Because maybe y'all got something on a brighter note. Nah, that's all I listen to. So the next thing I was going to listen to, but I don't have time. I didn't have time. Is Tech Nine's album, so I'll probably listen to that for next weekend. I saw that, but I didn't add it on my. um, It's a you know, and it's okay if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I plan on listening to that. Uh, And then I, I honestly plan on giving Utopia like an actual full car listen if I can. Because I heard it sounds even better in the car than the headphones. It does. So, it does. Sorry to go back to that, B. <laughs> no, I heard if you go to the middle of the desert and do like a little dance, then you bow down a little bit, then you meditate for like five minutes. And if you look into the sky long enough and then you put it on, I heard it just quite hits that, that, that level of what you need. 
but you got to make sure you got a 90 degree angle. Like, come on, man. <laughs> You're intolerable. Oh, man. So it's funny. But after we record, I almost feel like I'm doing homework and trying to like think of what I can watch or listen to or bring to the table. So mm-hmm. I want to move into what we've watched this week. I got something a little different for y'all. Okay. Uh, have y'all heard of Big RV Remix? Yeah, it's on Hulu, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, have you yeah, watched it before? No, I had to watch the trailer for it. <laughs> so there's this uh, there's this this lady. Her name is Janice Faison. And uh, she's a business partner. Her business partner is Big Boy. Big Boy is actually a designer. Mm. Uh, they design luxury trailers. And I was thinking of what I can compare it to. It's like America's Home Makeover and Pimp My Ride put together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched one episode. I might have been faded because that's what it would take. For me <laughs> and... Dude, it's so unique, like, the stories of people. So they were helping this one girl who's a single mom who uh, wants to be an astronaut. She's, like, 19, and she got accepted into this internship that starts in, like, eight weeks. And her and her family have been living out of, like, a trailer for, like, all their lives. And this trailer is, like, beat down. Uh, Some parts of it is unsafe. So they only have, like, a budget of $10,000. So uh, the lady and big boy, they, like, come to help basically make this trailer better for like a living space so the episode i was watching she's her internship ends up being moved up a week and like their budget is so small so they end up like helping her out and stuff i actually fell asleep and didn't see the end result but some of these trailers that they like show are just dude they're phenomenal like they are literally Mm -hmm. like these homes on wheels like they have everything you would need uh beds like they were making her an office that had a pull-out piano because she also was an artist. Uh, she also had, like I said, the little baby. So they had like a changing table where she could serenade the baby with playing this music. And it's just like, dude, who who thinks of stuff like this? So that's why I thought of Pimp My Ride. Yeah. But I definitely would like y'all to check it out, just if not for an episode, wow. just to see. Because uh, Big Boy is like a legitimate designer. So they come with, up with these ideas, and then they bring in Big Boy. And they're like, Big Boy, is there anything you think we could do to make this over the top? And he comes in, like, people on, like, HGTV and says, like, we can do this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, just the fact that it's Big Boy, and, again, this yeah. is on, or, or, uh, from Outcast, not the, not the DJ. Right. And he just, <laughs> he, he's been doing this for a while now. So it was just nice to see him in a different, uh, I guess, from a different perspective other than music. But, like, this is, like, a... Uh, side hustle. I don't even yeah. know, like a side profession. I guess I would call it, but it was it was very dope to see that. Uh, was nice. not expecting that, and they pulled up and like, is that who we think it is? And it's literally Big Boy <laughs> waiting to like go over some ideas with them. Like that was pretty dope. So that was yeah. one thing that I watched that once you bring check it out, it's a little different. Yeah. Please do let me know. Let me know what y'all think. Um, also been watching a little wrestling. I watched okay. Undertaker tonight. You will go one on one. With The Undertaker! Versus The Rock versus Kurt Angle in a triple threat match. Undisputed mm-hmm. Championship. I hope y'all get that. <laughs> kiss, I watched that it, great yeah. Match. Dude, The Rock hit Undertaker with a with a choke slam. Uh, Undertaker hit uh, Kurt Angle with the angle slam. And mm-hmm. Kurt Angle hit The Rock with the rock bottom. <laughs> That's good TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the TV when, when wrestlers hit each other with their own, with their own yeah. specials. Like, mm-hmm. the match was amazing. Every time you thought it was over, 
you know, one of them come out of nowhere to save the day. It was it was a great match. So if you have not watched Who that, won? Undertaker won. The Rock actually won it. The oh, Rock won it. Championship. Undisputed man. champ. And it was it was such a great match. And I have so much respect for these dudes because you don't understand, like, we always think about like how good they are, but we don't actually understand like the skill when it comes to wrestling. Like oh man, you the they way, have to be perfect. Dude, the way Undertaker, I never appreciate it until now I'm at the age. The way he would sell for other wrestlers when he didn't have to do that half the time, like mm-hmm. uh, who is Cody Rhodes talks about one of the they were in a uh, Royal Rumble and he's a new guy and he was saying like I think he went over and hit Undertaker and he's like scared and he's like <laughs> Undertaker turns around and he's like kick me so he kicks him and basically like lets him kick his ass as a new wrestler for no reason like just hearing all these stories come out about Undertaker is super dope man especially. Yeah. A uh, wrestler I was scared of for majority of my life. To see he was just a cool dude, like it's just it's just really it's really yeah. dope to see that side. Um, uh, you know what's cool about that that match too? So right after Rock won that belt is when he turns into like Hollywood Rock and people start hating him. And it's when uh it's when Brock Lesnar comes in and steals yep. the show for a little bit. So yep. yeah, you're at a I'd keep watching, but you're at a great point in that show. So I'm not watching Chron- uh in like Chronicle Order. I'm more mm-hmm. so just going on YouTube and just uh, it'll be a match you. that pops up and it's like let me watch that. So say so they're all on Peacock, all the pay per views and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, and I heard Peacock is not the platform that WWF uh, was. Peacock is uh, ass. WWF Network was so much better back in the day. <laughs> Dude, I'm hearing some some shade for Peacock, but I just watched something on Peacock last night. I watched that Kevin Hart special, the uh, reality check. How was it? Uh, yeah, that was decent. Funniest shit. Funniest yeah. shit. Really? I uh, mm-hmm. I haven't. So the last one he did that quarantine one at his house, I just could not get into it. I yeah. just thought it was weird with the crowd, like how there wasn't an audience. This one, dude, he's still a, he's still a star. He stole the show, and he was yeah. uh, he was telling some funny jokes. Did you watch it, Gerard? Uh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> when when he was talking about his granddad with the oxygen, t- or his dad with the oxygen, his dad tank, with oxygen, yeah. <laughs> I just need that 20% and I'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, he was, uh, he said his, his grand or his dad had like a nickname for everybody growing up. So he yeah. called, uh, he's called the special boy crazy horse. He's like, why you call him crazy horse? He's like, he'd stand up from the couch and go and starts tapping his leg and just sprint off. He's like, crazy horse, get over here. You know, he, he told some good stories. Kevin Hart is good, man. I think that's the hesitancy. And depending on who you are, there's a lot of, uh, there's people on both sides for Kevin Hart. There's people that feel like yeah. he's not funny anymore, and there's people that feel like he's hilarious. So I he recycles my... a lot of his old phrases and shit that he uses still, like mm-hmm. some of his mannerisms. He's still doing that, like like the when he talks like a girl, like, oh, no, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, he was talking about his dad. He's like, every every single uh, every single story I've ever told you guys is true from the, all right, all right, all right. Or just no, like, it did, yeah. When he, he was it's talking true. about all that, so it was funny. But yeah, it was a. If you haven't watched it, be go ahead. I think you'd actually enjoy. I think it. I will. I did watch yeah. the one in quarantine. I think that's the one that has me hesitant because. Yeah, I don't want to see. That was rough. I don't want to see a fall off from Kevin Hart, so mm-hmm. I feel like if I was to see another bad one, I would just have to join the side of people that's like Kevin Hart's not funny anymore. But to hear you say you told some funny jokes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think yeah. Kevin Hart's um, talent as a comedian is his storytelling. 
Like once he mm-hmm. sets up a story, it's like hard for you to pull away from him because the punchline is exactly. coming. Like you know the punchline coming, like but you so enthralled in with the story that he's telling that you like mm-hmm. you're not even waiting on the punchline. Like where Dave Chappelle, he'll That's set up the punchline. Like style. Yeah, Dave Chappelle will set up the punchline, and then at the end of the show, he'll put it together, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like so, like but. So yeah, that's so. what uh that's what Kevin Hart does and what I like how Gerard was saying like some comedians will tell a joke early and it hits and they'll yeah. revert back to it at yeah. the very end of the show to cap it off. What Kevin does like he'll tell a story and like one story later he'll make a joke from the one before like right. two mm-hmm. stories later he'll make one for it. So he just yeah. he kind of ties together. Them I really like that. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I do appreciate that skill he yeah. has. But yeah, go in go in wanting to laugh, though. I feel like a lot of people go into Kevin Hart now and say, oh, he's an actor. He's not funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I always see those lists of like Bernie, Chappelle, Eddie, Kevin. Like, who would you remove? Oh, well, yeah, obviously Kevin. You know, he hasn't been here as long. Right. But Kevin holds his own. He's it, he It's nice to see him in front of a big crowd again, B. So I think yeah. you'll enjoy that. No, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. So thank y'all yeah. for that. It's called Reality Check. <laughs> Remember I told you I was going to start watching Mission Impossibles? And just yeah. Started, you know? So I started the first one. The first one is from 1996. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fell asleep on it. I got to follow through. I didn't realize that there was seven different Mission Impossibles. Yeah. So I got a really, and by the way, Angelina Jolie's dad was in every fucking movie back in the 90s, dude. I don't think people realize or even know that was her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the villain from Anaconda. Uh yep. Uh, something Vaughn, but John Vaughn, John Voight, John Voight, yeah, he's in fucking everything in the nineties, and of course he's in Mission Impossible. So I got to power through. I did start it though; I fell asleep. But there was a movie that I watched. I don't think any of us have talked about it. Um, I was prepared to hate it, but actually came away from the movie very impressed. Do y'all have a guess as to what movie this is? Give me a genre. Action. Ooh, how how new? Like. 2010 there uh, or this year well there was a new one that dropped a few months ago but there's been Mm -hmm. multiples released um over x amount of years i'm afraid to (laughs) take a guess there's a lot of change that occurs in these movies kind of like shape shifting oh uh transformers transformers i heard only good things about this new movie so please share transformers rise of the beast was very good uh, one of the main people in the movie actually was Pete Davidson, which, and whether you hate him or love him, he pulls bad bitches. But hey, he don't just do that. He he comes off <laughs> as a believable transformer. Like y'all got to watch it because you would never think. Like you hear the name Pete Davidson, you're just like, I can't take this dude serious. He's the. I can't believe they didn't think of it sooner. Like he's the perfect choice <laughs> for a transformer. Um. So no more Mark Wahlberg, huh? No more Mark Wahlberg. Uh, they found a way to include, obviously, you always had the vehicle aspect, but they also brought animals into it. Yeah, Beast it's Wars. Just, dude, it's, it's the action. It's not one of mo- those movies where you got to wait like half an hour before anything happens and you just wait. No, like the first 10 minutes is really good. Uh, what's my boy's name? Let's see, I got to find his yeah, name. Really I've quick. only heard, I like, I saw the last, before I met Mariah, I went on a date with this girl and I saw the last Transformers movie and it was mm-hmm. dog shit. I never talked to that girl again. Then I met Mariah. <laughs> it was because of Transformers? Seen, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, Gerard. I think it ruined everything. <laughs> you and Mariah got a macho hoop? 
<laughs> gotta watch this movie together. So now I say we gotta watch this one. I asked her, she just said she's not into it, so I'm gonna go watch it on my own. Bro, the movie was really good. Uh uh Toby and in 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 Ingwit in So he's in the movie too. Uh he's not a huge he's like uh you know he's like the, the main the, character's best friend, right? Com- like yeah, the 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 side yeah. comedy dude. Uh but he was funny. Um, cause, um, uh, apparently the dude who wrote this transformer said that his best friend reminds him of Toby. And so hmm. he casted Toby because he wanted that type of person in the movie. And was uh, it Stephen Dom- Cable? Cable? Yeah. Stephen Cable. Yep. Okay. And Dominique Fishback. She's fine as hell, bro. She in that movie, mm-hmm. bro. She is. Yeah. She is, so she's a, she's a main love interest. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she's not bad. Not bad. Um, <laughs> I just want that show we about. talked about recent or yeah, a couple from, months ago. Yeah, from uh the what is it called? Uh, swarm, 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 swarm. Yep. Okay, dude, I want y'all to check this out because I had somebody tell me it was good. I needed to check it out by myself for myself, and no, I, I was very impressed. Um, okay, very impressed. It, it it was. It's been a lot of movies drop, and I fell off for a while. But this one, I probably would check out the next one just because I appreciated this one so much. Damn, that's high for Yeah, it sounds um, like they brought it back. Are y'all going to see Oppenheimer? I, probably I, not. I haven't heard the best <laughs> reviews for it, but I would love to hear I, what your thoughts are. I'll probably are. wait till it comes out. Yeah, I'm going to probably wait till it comes to the crib because I don't think I got three hours in me. <laughs> Look, I already, I already told y'all I'm, I'm near the, the hour and a half point. Uh, Transformers. That's a, that's a full week watch of watching that for me. <laughs> right. They're breaking up into five segments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Transformers was two hours and seven minutes, but they kept you entertained. And again, a little mm-hmm. over two hours, I can do that. It ends up being like an hour and 50 something. But no, it's two, two and a half hour, three hour movies. I was going to try to watch a new Avatar. I just could not do it after seeing three hours, man. Like that. I just felt disrespected. So that's all that I. Oh, I've been watching uh, The Bear still, too. I'm in season two. That show was. That show elite, was really bro. good. I'm going to start elite. It that show is elite. Um, so I went to um the Maxwell and Tamia concert Friday, so that was oh, nice. enjoyable. Yeah, um, I don't know what was up with the Aretha, but their sound was fucking up. So like, uh, mm. Tamia's set got delayed because they were fixing sound issues, and then but once she was on, bro, she sings like an angel. She's really good. Grant Hill came out and uh Whoa. addressed the crowd. Yeah, like because you know Tamia from Windsor, so basically across the street her and her and grant met here when he played for the pistons they got married here you know what i'm saying they obviously lived here shout for a couple out, shout years out to anita. shout out to yeah. anita baker yeah shout out to anita baker for <laughs> you know the love connection and then um after that maxwell set got delayed because of the same sound issues and then Dang. once he came on you know he had to like kind of rush through the end of his set because you know um, I don't know about anywhere else, but if you have an open um, concert facility, you have to, it's a, a curfew. So you got to kind of be done by midnight, you know, mm-hmm. um, or you get fined for that. If it's a closed facility, then you can keep going forever if you want to. Like, But like if it's open, because obviously the neighborhoods can hear you and stuff like that, you can't keep going on and on. So he kind of had mm-hmm. to rush through the end of his set, but. He was still a great performer, and I still enjoyed myself. So we did that. Did he do Pretty Wings? He did Pretty Wings. Yes, it's a great oh, song. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> did y'all know that song is about a breakup? It's not a love song. No, 
<laughs> I don't I, think I ever I, broke it down. <laughs> I think I knew that. Well, I think, yeah. You'll see clearly. Man, that's my shit. <laughs> you watch anything else this week? Uh, I mean, we we uh, almost at a, a hour and twenty, so we ain't gonna do heavy D. We're gonna do that next week. But I had some shit. For yeah, that, but I just yeah. thought about that and I apologized. I, I told y'all I was in my bag this week, so I took a <laughs> lot of notes. I was I was looking forward to this. Uh, That's good. Just have a few more before we get out of here. Uh, gonna switch it up to sports real quick. Jalen Brown got paid. I wanted to know yes. what were your guys' thoughts on that when you heard, uh, and is he worth that contract? The game is the guys. game. The game is the game. Yeah, yeah. He he just he got lucky. Shit. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> like so. Because is he the best player in the NBA? No. No. Is he? He got his bag. He got his bag. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Three hundred and four million to be exact. Yeah. Um, when I first heard it, one was like, "Wow, to not be able to use your left hand to get that much money is just <laughs> incredible to me." Uh, and two. If he gets that, Jalen Brown's gonna—I mean, not Jalen Brown, sorry, Tatum. Jason Tatum's yeah. gonna end up getting like four, four hundred mm-hmm. million because mm-hmm. he's the best player on that team. No, I don't think it's four hundred. His contract is up next year, and I think it's like three sixty, three fifty, something like that. Yeah, like so mm-hmm. he's gonna get paid. Yeah. Um, I just just seeing Jalen Brown's demeanor though in the playoffs this year, just feeling like he didn't even want to be out there. I'm shocked they gave him that. I. It puts it puts to bed the trade rumors now. Um, yeah, so maybe fires up a little more now. Ain't nobody trading for that shit. Yeah, but the time the contract and he gonna be getting sixty million a year. Like there, no one's trading. That's for that crazy. Shit. Like that's <laughs> just that that is that contract <laughs> is something. So just wanted to talk about that real quick before switching over to football. Uh, wanted to ask you, Gerard. I'll start with you. Do running backs deserve to get paid? They do, but you have to be a certain type of back. I think the days uh, the days of, you know, the 300 carry back is over. I think a running back, like, in the mode of what we just saw in Bijan, um, I think something like a Christian McCaffrey, those type of running backs get paid. Um, because your usefulness is not just in the run game, but you're also a, a, a component of the passing game. And I think that's important. I think that um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about, how they feel like it can change. I think when running backs get drafted, they shouldn't get a four-year contract like every other position. They should get two years because then they'll end up getting their money, you know, like when they want to. Because I think like with wide receivers, they're more into the offense immediately. With running backs, after two years, once you – your third or fourth year, once you didn't had 1,200 carries already, now owners don't want to pay you no more. I think two years and put on another – two-year contract where you're getting 10, 12 million that third year. So like by the time your fourth year and stuff like that, you like 27, 28 into your prime, you getting paid 20 mm-hmm. million when you deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of now you're 30 years old asking for 20 million, you know, they're not going to pay you. So I think yeah. it's just a restructure of how you use the contracts. The thing that hurts running backs is this, like you said, it's the one position where the better you do, the more it's held against you. Um, if you are a workhorse, you know they're going to tell you that it won't be long before you get hurt. Uh, the running back that came to mind or comes to mind is two, really. It's Christian McCaffrey, like you said, a do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades guy. He definitely deserves to get paid. I think Saquon Barkley deserves to get paid. Uh, but then I can understand why the hesitancy to pay a guy like Josh Jacobs, uh, who Calvin personally – Calvin Cook, yeah. I, would, I, I, would, I see why – 
if I was Las Vegas, I would be slow to pay Josh Jacobs. Um, he's not featured as much in the passing games as you would expect. He performed amazing last year, but it was a contract year. The year before that, I believe he averaged four yards to carry. But the year before that, uh, he only, I think, ended up getting like 100, 800 yards. Sorry. So his production kind of can can sway. Um, a guy like Derrick Henry, I believe, gets paid, but he's like a, a outlier. You know, he's right. He can be featured in a passing game, and when he has been at certain points, he's able to take it to the house. He's been as dependable as any running back can be. Tennessee's whole offense literally is built around him, so I understand it. But when you got a guy like Austin Eckler, who is amazing in the passing game, but has to be realistic, every season he gets hurt. You mm-hmm. you have a guy like um like Zeke, you know, who get yeah. that big contract, and then by the end of the contract, looks awful. He looks very down, yeah. Uh, with with Pollard, so. Mm-hmm. You know, I see both sides. I understand why running backs are like, damn, we're getting played. But at the same time, when you look at the business aspect, it's like if you invest all that money into a running back, you also got to, you know, kind of think about the other side. And a lot of that's the position that's designed to not last long. Right. So it's just difficult. But I understand, you know, the frustration. I just want to discuss that really quick. Yeah, but you gotta think. You gotta look at things from the from the coach's point of view too. So if I can get the same production out of a six round pick rookie that I can get out of a twenty seven year old Pro Bowler, then what am I paying the Pro Bowler for? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. It's it's not like these teams are predicated on what your running back do. This is not the '90s. I don't need you to run the ball thirty times a game. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's tough, and I get both sides. So. I mean, look at how good the Lions look when when DeAndre Swift is healthy versus when he he's injured. You know, their offense would look completely different at times. Right. But, you know, when you bring in running backs like they did where the ball can keep rolling, they're able to win without them, it's – you see why he gets traded. Yeah. So, Drew, I want to give you a chance to speak your mind a little bit. The one thing I was thinking this week is Emmett Smith never has to worry about that record. It is never going to be touched – Ever for most rushing yards, but nah. like think about a lot of teams now. A lot of teams have two solid running backs that they use. Like, and then when it comes down to it, they have to decide which one they want to keep and which one they want to let go. I mean, right. we all know it's a business, and I think Todd Gurley was a big example mm. of giving a guy big money and then wearing down within a season, pretty much. Like uh-huh. he was done after he got that contract. He went to Atlanta, right. and you know. Limped off the field pretty much. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell sat out and then Mm -hmm. was horrible after that, just that one year away from the game. So it's crazy, but I mean, each team's different, though. I mean, look at look at us with uh, David Montgomery. I bet he's happy as shit he signed that contract with us. Like all these running backs now are getting three, four million dollar deals. He got a six million dollar deal. Like, yeah, he's happy. I mean, Saquon, Saquon realized. It was either sitting out and getting nothing this year or taking that contract and at least getting two years of getting paid. So it's a fine line with them. I yeah. uh, I think they should get paid maybe a million, two dollars more than they're worth right now, but it's nothing more than that. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. No, it's a cold world. No blanket. Uh, <laughs> Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson rejected appearing on season two of Netflix quarterback. Lamar says he prefers to focus on ball. Uh, quarterbacks that have now rejected like the show that. so far: Bears, Bears, sorry, Justin Fields, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Dolphins, Tua, uh, Tagovailoa. Uh, 
pretty sure I butchered that. Uh, Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Commander, Sam Howell, and Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford. You guys surprised by any of these names? Um, Go ask Goff now. I'm sure Goff would do it. He's a people person. Did y'all watch quarterback? Y'all watch quarterback? No. I haven't watched it. I watched it. I don't know what the fuck they scared of. So uh, <laughs> I'm thinking y'all might got some shit going on at home that you don't want to show. Because it, it has Ooh. nothing to do with like, oh, I want to focus on football. Shut the fuck up. No, you got two girlfriends. You don't want them on camera. All right. That's that's what this is. Like, so you you don't want to, to see like I got a wife at home. I had a girlfriend in Baltimore. I cannot let them see them on camera. Like so, like that's what this is. Cause the person the home life shit is not even that bad, honestly. Like Kirk Cousins is a saint. Like he don't even do <laughs> shit. Like he like like I don't know. They yeah, they show the personal life just to show that they're human, but it's not even that bad. So when they all say, Yeah, I want to keep something sacred to myself, it's like, what are you trying to keep sacred? Like I don't understand what it's regular shit. Like going home to your wife. You remember yeah. her? Like, so plenty like, of quarterbacks they right. can pick. Like, I was even thinking, like, ask Derek Carr. I'm sure he'd do it. Ask Geno Smith. I'm sure he'd do it. So they want to. They so, want They want the three tiers, just like how they did this. They want elite okay. quarterback. Then they want Dog like shit. the like a yeah elite quarterback, Cousins, like a starting yeah. level quarterback, yeah. and then uh, uh like either a rookie, job yeah, 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 either a rookie <laughs> or somebody fighting for their job. And That's a good idea. Ask a rookie. Ask uh, ask Bryce Young or something. You know, yeah, that might be, be a cool. good look for him. Yeah, so, yeah, but they they still haven't. I don't think they found an elite quarterback yet. So that's what they're looking for. I'm, have they even tried Josh Allen? Like he's on. I there, think I'm I sure. think I think he's going to be on there. I think it's Josh Allen. They uh they were looking at like Lamar and uh Justin for like the starting level, you know, mm-hmm. and then somebody who was fighting for their job and a rookie. So gotcha. Yeah, I plan on I'm gonna start that this week. Yeah, the bear. Like it's really good. It's a really good show. So and I like I'm okay. also convinced that these football players didn't watch the show. Like mm. they just saw like, or oh, you're gonna have cameras around you, essentially the same thing as hard knocks. And it was like, I don't want a camera crew following me. But it's really not that bad. Okay. It's not as in debt as they think it is. Like so. Gotcha. So yeah, just wanted to know your thoughts on that. <laughs> and then I'll end it with another question. Uh is Otani the best ever? The Angels Bruh. had a oh, double. Yeah. Nah, he's yes. he's yes. fucking ridiculous. Yes, Yo, you did you, to, you did you see what he me. did to the Tigers? <laughs> did you see yeah, what he did to the Tigers? Nah, nah, that no. Nah. In a double <laughs> header, same in a, day. Who in the same that? day. In the same fucking day. Like, no. <laughs> Tony no. threw a complete game shutout with one hit, eight strikeouts oh. in the first game, and then he hit league leading 37th and 38th home run in the second game. The guy's a tank, literally has no weakness. He's fast, has no. an amazing arm. Uh, give him, give him, give him 80 million a year, honestly. Yeah, 40 just, million for each dude. position. Nigga, give him the. Until give him recently. the franchise. Like, give him the franchise. I'm 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 a little disappointed that old man Illich is is gone because I am <laughs> like he, sure Oh right he would have he would have ensured that Altani had no problems with money. That he he, he would have renamed Little Caesars Otani's like, <laughs> like, like, Little Otani's Arena. He would have right. came, came out with some new pizzas named after him. <laughs> it would have been an amazing time. But like, I just want people to appreciate, you know, we've been touching on hockey a little bit, touch on yeah. baseball a little bit. Otani is the GOAT. I just don't see 
we 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 were we were informed that there's now aliens on you know on earth <laughs> uh which you know nobody was surprised by but i, I don't know yeah. if one of those aliens is otani because yep. the guy is just out of his world just out otani, of his world. otani and lebron might be from the same planet bro like they might be from the same planet <laughs> um, also on a serious note uh just wanted to shout out Bronny james yeah. uh, who mm. did have a, a very uh serious situation but He's back playing the piano. Looks good. Hopefully, he's able to return to basketball. But it just goes to show you cannot take anything for granted. Um, so, you know, on that note, I didn't know if you guys had anything else, but I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys, these discussions. I think this was a great episode, and I'm curious to see what our listeners think. He, you, you were cooking this week. You did great. Yeah, he was on fire. <laughs> True, I told you. <laughs> he was on fire. Because I spit hot fire. Every time I saw some or heard some, I'm like, I'm adding this to my notes. Like, I used to say, <laughs> The juices is flowing, so I'm excited. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I'm getting my swagger back. It's been it's been a while, man. It's been a I while. got a so when you said that, I started getting the juices flowing this week, and I have a topic not next week because we're going to do some heavy D. Maybe the week after, maybe week after that. I want you guys to think of your favorite verses in hip hop and the ones that make you go, "Ooh, that's a nasty verse." Because that was flames that. You know, that made me feel some type of way. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your top five verses of all time. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just mm-hmm. those ones that make you just, ugh, that push a T. Ugh. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, think about that. You know the last verse that made me do that? The one we discussed earlier when Drake was discussing burning. All pieces. right. Yeah. Let's, let's get it to it. Two weeks. <laughs> allegedly. I can't believe it. But on that note, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's in the Casual. And until next time, man, y'all be easy. One. Take care. I don't know. Maybe it's that meme that, that talks about how when you listen to music nowadays and it's just like, nam, 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 nam. Like. Two sensei's in a casual.